This is Gregory Campbell, the original Greg Boy, and you are tuning into Gabbin with Greg. Hey everyone, welcome to Gabbin with Greg. I hope everyone is having a good time and just taking care of themselves. I actually need to do that for myself because... I ended up getting, I believe it may have been carpal tunnel on both of my wrists because I could not edit at all. It was really difficult for me to type, so I took a bit of a break from editing. Though I did record a couple other episodes in between, so you will be getting more regular uploads pretty soon. So that's just something to look forward to. For today, we'll be covering Tying Season 3, which came out on August 12th of this year and ended October 21st. I was actually pretty excited to watch this season, especially with how season two ended. It looked like the team would fully be established and act as an official team. This season definitely delivers on the teamwork and banter that is shared among the group, so I'm pretty excited to talk about that. One thing to keep in mind is that this episode was recorded just after season three ended, and my opinion currently as of the time of this upload might vary from this recording. So. Uh, just keep that in mind. But of course, be sure to check out my YouTube channel where I'll have a more up-to-date review. It's going to be a little bit shorter, a lot more fun with all sorts of memes. I'll put a link in the description if you want to check that out. With no further delay, let's begin this review with a quick summary of Season 3. The season opens with the tie-ins continuing their heroic adventures in San Francisco. The team currently consists of Superboy, Starfire, Nightwing, and Beast Boy. There are a few other missing titans such as Hawk and Dove, but they appear around Episode 2. And then there's also Raven who's in Themyscira trying to bring back Donna Troy, uh, you know, because she died in Season 2, she got electrocuted. I still don't understand that part, but whatever. Oh, and then there's also Jericho and Ravenger. Uh, they don't really say where they went. I'm assuming they're going to come back in the next season. We'll just have to wait and see. Lastly, there's Jason Todd, a.k.a. Robin. He ended up leaving the team at the end of the second season. And in this season, we actually see him getting killed in the opening. He gets killed by the Joker, which is crazy because it's very reminiscent of the infamous Batman comic book, a death in the family. For those who don't know, it's a little bit of history behind this. Around the time, there was a hotline that you can call to cast a vote to decide whether or not Jason Todd Robin lives or dies. And I think it was actually really close, but apparently uh, it was just enough to get Jason Todd killed. So that's pretty sad. But yeah, he gets killed brutally by the Joker in the comic books and he gets killed here in this show. Pretty cool. Though he does come back as a villain, more on that later. Now, Jason's death changed Bruce, and in a fit of rage, he ended up killing the Joker, and then after that, he left Gotham, which opened the whole city to gang warfare. Now, the Titans have no choice but to go to Gotham to protect it, because there's no Batman, they need the Titans, they need someone to protect the city, so it's gotta be them. Now... When they do arrive, they do find an anti-hero known as Red Hood, which is Jason Todd. They reveal that pretty early in the season. 
but he shows up and becomes the big thorn in everyone's back. Not just the Titans, but also the gang members of Gotham City. Now, Jason Todd isn't as friendly as what he used to be. He's gone completely mad with the help of Scarecrow. Scarecrow actually gave him some kind of fear-based drug that eliminates fear, but also kind of makes him a little more wild and a little more ruthless. In fact, in episode three, he ends up killing one of the members of the Titans, Hawk or Hank. He ends up attaching a bomb to him and it explodes, killing him. Really sad. I did not expect him to die. And all it made me realize was that throughout this season, no Titan would be safe. Now, as a result of Hawk's death, Dawn, aka Dove, ended up leaving the team. This would take some time for herself. I hope we get more of her in the next season, but I'm not really too sure. I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Now, the Titans stay in the city. The remaining Titans stay in the city to take down Jason. We're also introduced to a couple new characters that are integral to the story, such as Barbara Gordon, Blackfire, and Tim Drake. Barbara Gordon is an old flame of Dick Grayson, and they actually used to work together with some heist things. It's kind of complicated, but it's for good purposes. Now, Barbara Gordon is currently the commissioner of Gotham, the, the police commissioner, and uh, yeah, it's pretty interesting. She doesn't seem to be related or connected to the Batgirl persona in the comic book. She became Batgirl, but in this, it seems that they just skipped that entirely and she just became the Oracle. Now, Blackfire is Starfire's sister and she was a pain in her back during season two. She was the one that blew up her planet, mind controlled her boyfriend slash best friend. I'm not really too sure if they were lovers. I think they were lovers, but she ended up mind controlling him, which caused him to kind of die. And yeah, we learned that she was imprisoned by some scientists, but Starfire ended up breaking her out. And then after some sibling arguments and stuff here and there, they eventually, they eventually break reconciled, which is pretty good. But then we also find out near the end of the season that Starfire's powers were never hers to begin with. In fact, her parents took Blackfire's powers and gave it to Starfire. So Blackfire eventually gets back her powers so she can shoot fire and stuff like Starfire. And Starfire gets uh, blue energy powers. Uh, they're not much of an explanation other than the fact that she can just do it now. And she's basically Goku. So I guess we'll just have to wait and see what that, that does. I, we'll have to wait and see what happens next season. Uh, don't ask me what it does because I don't know. Lastly, there's Tim Drake. He's uh, a young kid in Gotham who's extremely obsessed with the Titans to the point where he has a secret base with intel on them. It's kind of borderline stalking, but uh, hey, he loves the Titans. So I guess it's okay, right? Anyway, he's a pretty much a master detective and knows the identities of most of the Titan members. And uh, he plays a role in bringing, bringing John Troy back to life because uh, he gets killed at some point. And he ends up in the underworld with Donna Troy, as well as with Hawk or Hank. And they all kind of fight to make it back to reality. Now, Hawk gets stuck there, so I'm still pouring one out for him. It really sucks, but, you know, he's, uh, he's stuck there, I guess. Now, I skipped over a couple of other key details just for the sake of keeping this as short as possible. Uh, some of the other details to highlight, Blackfire and Superboy ended up dating for a bit. Oh, I think they're still dating. 
Raven and um, they have mascara. She does some like extreme training and I think she's integral in bringing Dontroy back to life. It's not super clear, but I like to think that she was just so she doesn't feel useless in the season. <laughs> There's also Nightwing. He ended up getting killed at some point during the season, but then the team brings him back to life with the Lazarus Pit. Also, Jason Todd was brought back to life with the Lazarus Pit, but that's a whole different thing to get into. In short, I just recommend watching the show. I think this season is a lot better than the last season, and there's a lot of crazy detail and things that happens on the side that I didn't mention here, but it's really good. I think it's worth it. Now, near the end of the season, Jason eventually decides to leave the dark side and teams up with the Titans one last time to take down Scarecrow. I didn't really talk too much about what Scarecrow is trying to do, but in short, he's eventually trying to pollute the Gotham water supply with chemicals, and he kind of succeeds in that, and then he decides he's going to gas the entire city, which he kind of succeeds in that, and it gets really crazy from there. Season 3 ends like how you would expect it to. The Titans defeat Scarecrow, Raven, and Blackfire use Lazarus Pit to cure the city of poison. Don't ask me to explain that. It just makes no sense. But basically, Raven does magical powers. Starfire does heating magic, you know, blue energy powers. And then Blackfire does fire power. And then it makes purple rain. Don't question it. <laughs> Don't question it. I just, I promise you, it, it would make absolutely no sense. And it still doesn't really make much sense other than the fact that they're just really powerful. But that's just the way it is. Oh, and then there's like some kind of side plot where Superboy blows up Blackfire's ship. She's trying to go back home. Superboy is kind of sad about that, so he sabotages the ship. But then he feels bad, so he decides to rebuild the ship. And lastly, Tim, Drake impressed Nightwing, so he decided he's going to train him. I'm assuming he's going to become Robin in the future, but I guess we'll have to see. And yeah, that's pretty much happened in season three. I mean, there's some other things on the side, like Raven tormenting Scarecrow with Lazarus Pit energy powers, and yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's cool. It's hard to really get into all that kind of stuff because some of it doesn't really, they don't explain most of the stuff that happens in this show, which is one of the things I'll talk about during the pros and cons of this review. All right, so now that I covered the summary, let's get a little bit more into the pros and cons of this season. To be honest, it really wasn't that difficult to think about what I liked about this season. For starters, I think the show never ceases to kill it with the acting or the casting. I won't go too much into it this time because I talked about it a lot in the season one and season two review. But in short, I just feel like the acting is phenomenal. I think everyone bounces off of each other really well. The chemistry is there, 100% probably one of my favorite ensemble casts at this very moment out of any TV show that I'm currently watching. Another thing that I need to highlight is the new costumes that we have. Wow, just seeing the new costumes on everyone, it just looks amazing. For stars, the Red Hood costume looks like it's pulled directly from the comic books. It looks so iconic, it looks scary, but they kind of add their own little flair to it. We don't really see like a, like a hoodie hoodie kind of thing. 
like in some comic books we just kind of get the iconic mask and the, i think that the, the clothes itself look pretty good i'm a huge fan of it we also need to address the starfire costume because i think about just the first season the second season it's such a big improvement over those two the first season costume i'm not gonna lie looking back at it and thinking about it it is kind of disappointing to look at. I know I think I tried to, I know I, I know I defended it in season one and I still do. I don't think it's the worst costume I've ever seen, but it's definitely atrocious in comparison to the other two season costumes. Season two, well, she didn't even have a costume. She just kind of wore like whatever and she straightened her hair, which I didn't really mind, but I personally preferred her hair look all frizzy and how it looked like in season one, just maybe less pink. And that's pretty much what they did in this season. Her hair is kind of brown and she has this cool purple kind of costume. It looks great. I have no issue with it. It's, it's, it's phenomenal. Now, the last thing that I really like about this season, it tries not to overpack the episodes with new characters and random plots. If you notice in the first half of the season, some of the characters are missing and or just not there. Jericho and Ravager aren't there. Ravens with Wonder Girl, who's dead. Hawk and Dove were there, but then they left the show. So it, it makes everything a little bit more grounded and it gives the opportunity for other characters to develop. We get a lot of development with Superboy this season. We get an opportunity to learn more about Dick Grayson and, and Barbara Gordon. We learn a little bit more about Blackfire and her relationship with Starfire. And I think it's a really great opportunity. Uh, unfortunately, Beast Boy or Gar Logan doesn't get much here. <laughs> I'll talk more about that in a bit because that's actually one of my biggest cons that I really wish I addressed in previous seasons. But yeah, it's overall, I think that's a really big thing that I like about this um, season because considering the last two seasons, they kind of shoved too much in at one point to where I found myself either not interested in what's supposed to be the main plot or be the, the the other characters don't get much spotlight and i feel like in this season they deal with those issues relatively easily so pretty good now the last thing that i really like about this season this is more of a side note because i don't think it's enough for it to be a big pro but the easter eggs in this season are phenomenal i had a blast just watching watching all of the season and just seeing all the cool easter eggs and teasers to what we might see in the future if people want me to do this i don't mind going back and doing an easter egg hunt for all of the seasons as well as a couple other dc shows but just let me know let's talk about the cons for this season now i will say at the very least i'm going to try to not be super harsh with my gripes for season three I found a few issues here and there, but uh, I think that it's the size. I think it's things that they can easily fix, but my issue is that some of them are things that have happened consecutively, which is my issue. The first thing I want to talk about Beast Boy slash Gar Logan. Season one, I was willing to put up with this. Season two, I got my nerves. This season, it just I, I, I can't I can't deal with it anymore. He doesn't really do anything. He, he doesn't have any 
character development. Now, don't get me wrong. He has amazing personality, and I think the actor that plays as Beast Boy is phenomenal, but they don't give him anything to do from a story perspective. Let's recap what he did character arc-wise for season one through three. Season one, we learned that he's vegan, and he can turn into a tiger. He doesn't like eating people. Then he lost it one day when he got captured and ate someone. He felt bad for it for about five seconds, and then he and then he doesn't care because he wants to hang out with Raven or Rachel. And then he gets sick, and that's the end of his character arc in season one. He doesn't really like it. This is, I mean, you can argue. Well, what about the Doom Patrol? Uh, okay, let's be real. The Doom Patrol episode had almost nothing to do with Gar Logan. It had everything to do with Rachel and the Doom Patrol because he was just there for the ride. He was there to introduce the audience to the Doom Patrol. And they don't even show up for the rest of the the show or the series, let alone. And it's just sad you think about, he's just there to introduce other people. And, and then that's what kind of happens in season two. In season two, he's there to train with the rest of the Titans. He spends a lot of time hanging out with Superboy to help develop his character arc, which is him getting kidnapped by Cadmus. They were coming for Superboy. They wanted to capture Superboy because they wanted to mind control him for the like profit purposes. Beast Boy was just the icing on the cake, so they took him too. They brought him out to the carnival, not to terrorize the carnival, well, they did bring him out to Terrace of Carnival, but also just so they can have Superboy beat him up, like, badly. So, like, just thinking about, you know, thinking about Beast Boy from Season 1 to Season 2, he's either there at, um, just, just for character development for other characters, or he's just there for the ride, and that sucks. Give him something to do. Like, Robin has the whole identity issue thing, Raven wants to control her powers, Starfire has her whole planet issues, Wonder Girl died, you know, like, everyone has something to do, and his thing is just, I could turn into a tiger. That, that's not, that's not a character arc, that's not plot, that, that just sucks. <laughs> Speaking of that, can we also address the fact that his he's Beast Boy. He should shapeshift into multiple animals. And I understand if he needs to learn as he goes, but we almost barely see him shapeshift. It's most of the time it's him fighting crime as some kind of kung fu master, which I have no issue with because this guy can actually the, the actor is really good at fighting and the choreography is amazing. I think it was in some kind of show involving like fighting and stuff so I, I think he actually can fight like in real life but I, I, no like we i want to see more transformations i want to see him transform to something like a goat a dog something like we've only seen him do a tiger and i think a snake for like two seconds and then he transformed to a bat in season three uh, and it was kind of random it made no sense but we just i just kind of had to sit there and yeah, that's basically it. Speaking of that, that's basically all he did for the whole season. He, he hanged out with everyone. He had a meaningful conversation with Hawk or Hank in season three. And then he turned into a bat. And that was his, that was his arc. That, that was his arc. They need to fix, they need to fix Gar in season four because 
this is just sad. Everyone else has something to do. Even Tim Drake got something to do and he showed up just this season. They need to fix him. It's it doesn't work. No. Another thing that and another thing in this show that, that I don't like is that it a lot of things in this show doesn't make sense. Now you might be sitting there thinking, well, Greg, what do you mean? <laughs> Here's the thing. So many things in the show happens and it doesn't need a whole lot of explanation because it makes sense. But then other things in the show happen and, it, and you just kind of sit there and think, how does that work? For example, Superboy inheritance intelligence from Lex Luthor. That makes complete sense. Genetic engineering plus Lex Luthor and his smartness, he could probably put his own intelligence into other people. I don't need to sit there and question the logic of that because it makes complete sense. But then we get into something like Wonder Girl, who last season could barely handle electric voltage from an amusement park ride, which I looked it up. They say it's on average, I think they said 3000 volt electricity. And then she comes back to life and I say, yeah, sure, cool. But why is it that she takes a lightning bolt to the face in the season finale and lightning bolts on average are what 300 billion volts and she sits there like it's whatever like i don't care lightning hits me i'm immune to it now i guess the case could be made that her resurrection made her stronger but did it really i don't know about that i i think that maybe she has a newfound view on life but it's just i i, I don't get it how, how is it that she could just take a lightning bolt now? Like, she could take it now, but, like, where was that last season? <laughs> it, like, her whole death last season just felt so abrupt and random. And I sat there and I said, huh, I guess she's not electric proof. And then this season, they're like, we're gonna retcon that. So, she is electric proof. And I said to myself, but how? And I just can't really think about it. It doesn't really make any sense to me. And and that's one of my issues I don't like about this season is that things like this happen and it doesn't make any sense. Or if we, it happens, we don't get much explanation. Like Starfire's blue energy. Like, what is that? She goes from her, we go from her losing her fire power abilities to her literally shooting Kamehameha waves from her hands. And we don't get an explanation as to what, like, what, what this is you know, is she is she is she like the next goku now is she gonna turn into a super saiyan we don't know we just have to check out the next season it's not even like it's the tail end of the season and she gets the powers we have we have her with the powers for i think another one two maybe three episodes we, we could have gone some kind of something i don't even know if we're gonna get an explanation in season four we'll just have to kind of accept that she just has blue energy powers now can't you even fly? I don't even know anymore. We'll just have to wait and see. Now, I will say that I'm not against the Titans getting new powers and getting stronger. But at the end of the day, I, as the viewer, I can't just be expected to sit there, watch this show, have something happen with no explanation, and then just go along with it by saying, oh yeah, sure, I guess that's that's cool. I just, I just feel like it just doesn't make any sense. Now, I won't get more into the my gripes with this season because those are pretty much the big ones I want to point out. But overall, just having watched this season, I really do like it despite my issues with it. 
I think it's a massive improvement from the previous seasons. I have my things that I have some. I have a few things. I have a few things that I want them to improve upon. But overall, I think I give this season eight out of ten. I would give the first half of the season a nine out of ten because I think that uh, seeing how grounded and how tightly knit the story was made me appreciate the series a whole lot more and made me realize what we could get from a genuinely amazing time series however i found the second half of the season got way too out of place when they started bringing back in some of the more cosmic based characters like wonder girl and uh, raven i forgot her name i would give the first half of the season a 9 out of 10 but to be honest, I think the second season got a little bit too out of hand for me. I, I appreciated how grounded the first season felt. And it made it, it showed me what could be delivered to us as a good season. Like, that, the first half of the season was amazing. I loved it. The first five, six episodes, I loved every minute of it. But then the second half of the season, I just felt like it got a little bit too cosmic for me. The whole Starfire Raven thing doesn't make sense. The whole afterlife situation was just a little bit too much. Don Troy randomly fighting in the underworld was kind of, I mean, it was cool, but at the same time though, it just kind of felt out of place in this season. I'm not necessarily saying you can't get into cosmic things, but I feel like that could be better for a separate season. I think about Arrow, for example, in one season they dedicated that season to magic. Not that every villain they fought was magic based, but the overarching season had to deal with magic based artifacts and properties and magic people. But in the other season they deal with just raw fighting and combat and assassins and it was great. This season I felt like the first half of the season and the second half of the season felt like two different shows. And that's my only issue with it. They're both good. It just felt so disconnected at times. It was still roughly the same plot, but the themes changed so drastically as the new characters kept coming back. Now, also just reflecting off of what I think about the entire series, I, I actually want to regrade season one, season two of Titans. I think that they are okay seasons and i think that each season gets progressively better but i think the grades i gave for season one and two probably aren't the most fair ratings i would have given it just for thinking about what i said in the previous season so if i had to rank all three seasons at this moment i still would give season three an eight i would give season one maybe a five maybe 5.5 i think it's a okay season but there's definitely a lot of a lot of uh, holes in the plot that definitely make me upset to watch the show. I don't think I'd watch it again unless if I need to do another review. Season two, I think, was actually decent, and I think it's better than season one. Not the best show that I watch, but it's a decent watch. I I definitely give it a seven. And then, as I said before, season three, it's gonna give it an eight. Either way, I'm definitely looking forward to see what happens in season four. Uh, you know, I think with everything that's being set up and all the unanswered questions that we got at the end of season three, definitely curious to see what happens. So what are your thoughts on this season? Times is currently available on HBO Max, along with some other DC products I will probably cover in the future. 
let me know what you think as well as if you have any requests or any questions. I'll put some contact information below if you want to reach out to me. Thanks for listening. This has been Gregory Campbell, and you have been tuning into Gavin with Greg. Stay chill.